0: A father of three beaten to death at his home. His family says he died protecting his children after a fight from school moved to their front yard. I've covered a lot of crime stories over the years, many of them here at Law & Crime, and it really gets me thinking about how we can all stay safe. Well, this is Palm Pepper Spray, and it can help you do just that. It's a small but mighty self-defense tool. Palm Pepper Spray shoots up to 12 feet using the strongest legal form of pepper spray available. It's safe and easy. You just point and spray. And if you want to try it, you can get 10% off. Use the promo code LAWCRIME10 when you log on to palmpepperspray.com. And remember, if you or anyone else is ever in danger, always dial 911. I want to tell you, this story is incredibly disturbing. It's just chilling. And part of this beating death was caught on camera. A father of three in Maryland, Christopher Wright was beaten to death in his front yard while protecting his children from a school fight. This happened in Anne Arundel County, Maryland. Christopher Wright died last Saturday. Wright's family told WBAL-TV that Wright's 14-year-old son got into a fight with another teenager at Brooklyn Park Middle School the day before. After that, Wright's son went home. The next day, Anne Arundel County police say three to four white men in their 20s and 30s showed up at the Wright's house. Wright's fiance told WBAL-TV the men said, If your son isn't going to fight, you're going to fight. The sister of Wright's fiancé told Inside Edition two men and three middle school kids showed up at the house and were involved in Wright's death. He died of a traumatic brain injury on Saturday, May 20th, hours after this fight. His family has set up a GoFundMe account. Kristen Karabchinsky, the sister of Wright's fiancé, wrote on her Facebook page just recently, On behalf of our family, we want to thank Anne Arundel County Police Department for how hard they are working to investigate this case. Please do not mistake their silence or lack of arrest for lack of action. The family is planning a candlelight vigil to remember Christopher Wright. Joining me to discuss the death of Christopher Wright is Joseph Scott Morgan. He's a forensic death investigator, a frequent law and crime guest, and also the host of the Body Bags podcast. Joseph, welcome back to Sidebar.
2: Thanks for having me, Anjanette.
0: I find this case to be incredibly disturbing. It sounds like a case of almost mob mentality, a, a gang of people, it sounds like three to four, maybe five individuals showing up and demanding a fight from a 14-year-old, and then when the dad says he's not fighting you, they they beat him up and, and kill him? Tell me your initial thoughts about this upon hearing about it.
2: Yeah, and. Uh, you said mob mentality, it almost sounds like a feeding frenzy where with violence where they're they're coming to do great harm, and I think that that's the key from an investigative and from a prosecutorial standpoint uh, when you begin to dig into this and you look and it's really hard in these cases to prove specific intent and Here's another thought about this case: The dad wound up deceased. Was it their intention? perhaps initially to kill a 14 year old over some kind of altercation at, at school you know did you show up with that level of malicious intent in this environment it's not just like one person showed up excellent thought put forward there relative to a mob mentality and this is a driver behind this and when you think about it it's not like You know, this poor man stepped out in front of a car that he didn't see coming. These are people that march themselves together collectively as a group to this man's home to essentially come after this boy, this 14-year-old. And they show up, and they, they want something outside. They're demanding that this child fight.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.
2: they attack him. They swarm him. You know, I, I guess the, the old term is he's bum-rushed at that point in time. And the level of violence that you see in this particular case is, it, it is assaulting to the senses.
0: He was literally beaten to death. He died of a traumatic brain injury, which mm-hmm. a, a traumatic brain injury basically means your, your brain has been so damaged. Sometimes, you know, there are different <clears throat> levels of TBIs, but basically yes. his brain was shaken inside his skull to to the degree that he, he died. I mean, there may have been some other type of injury associated with this, with the spinal cord, but that is just horrifying to me that a group of people in a front yard, and there's some new reporting here, Joseph, from the New York Post, who talked to Tracy Karabczynski, who is Wright's fiance. I'm looking at this right now. We reached out to her family to try to talk with her, and they said she's feeling too kind of tired and overwhelmed right now to do it. But she said this was all over $30, $30 dispute, like some kid telling another kid, I stole $30. And I, I just can't even imagine. She lays out this account. So the fact that these people in the front yard, beat up the dad to the point that he died over $30. I don't understand where that level of rage comes from, but let's talk about that TBI. I mean, yeah, him dying from that, it could have injured his spinal cord, I'm assuming.
2: Yeah, it could. And right you are when you talk about the levels that are involved in here. Uh The brain, though it is obviously encased in skull, is very delicate organ, very delicate. You can suffer uh, great physical diminishment by a simple strike, dependent upon where it's located anatomically. Uh, when you have a crowd of people, a group of people, let's frame it that way, that descend upon you. And this is, this is what we refer to as multiple blunt force trauma. There's one report that came out that said his head was slammed into a concrete uh, sidewalk, I think at least twice And this is not like this is perfectly orchestrated. So when you get a group of people like this, this mom mentality, they're attacking an individual. And to this point, all we know about uh, that they are armed with are hands and feet, knees, legs, that sort of thing. This blunt force trauma arises, and it's not like it's organized. You have multiple strikes that are taking place all over the body. So if you think that maybe he was grabbed by the hair of his head and his head was slammed down into the concrete, there's more going on here. You might have individuals that are actually restraining him while a majority of the uh, trauma is being done to him or they're descending upon him with multiple blows all over his body the The autopsy report will be really over the top in this particular case because first off this was not an instantaneous death so he's going to have multiple contusions all over his body there will be a lot of abrasions this sort of thing you might even have lacerations that are associated with these strikes to the skull which are those kind of nasty jagged openings that you see in the skull when people get their head cracked open going back to the idea that the brain is so delicate there are what are referred to as micro vessels inside of the brain. Very, very delicate and any kind of impact injury can actually cause a disruption in those structures where the individual begins to actually hemorrhage out into the soft tissues of the brain uh, throughout. And if you've got multiple of these that are occurring all at one time, the probability that you're going to survive this event and still have a viable life is diminishing with every strike that's rained down on this poor man
0: i just want to look back at this new york post report one more time and uh tracy Karabchinsky said my son said his dad was thrown to the ground at one point i know there was punching my said my son said that he was being slammed against the ground so this was incredibly brutal she said this wasn't people fighting this was him being beaten to death." So. I just can't even imagine this. And it sounds like some of this may have been caught on video as well. At least some of the discussion through some type of security camera. Sounds like the police are going to catch these people. Somebody has got to be able to identify them. And the Anne Arundel County Police Department is investigating. Apparently they're not saying much right now, but the family is saying don't mistake that for them not doing anything. Oh, they're doing something on this.
2: Yeah. It's not just one camera view. Anjanette, you've got, the victim's camera that apparently they have, and then there's a neighbor's camera. So what that means is that you're going to have multiple perspectives on this. So making the identification dependent upon the environmental lighting is going to be much easier. And plus, you have circumstantial evidence that goes back where the principal, or the school at least, has commented on the fact that there was an altercation there are minors that are involved in this as well and that's important to remember and it is important backing up to what i said just a moment ago that this group of people showed up at this home to do to do harm to a 14-year-old child now let that sink in just for a second if these people are still out on the street this this is a danger to the public period because if they're willing to do this level of harm to a child and then when the child's father tries to interdict the situation or insert himself in it to protect his child from this and they attack him and they rip him to pieces like this stomping him kicking him slamming his body into the concrete slamming his head into the concrete who, who else would they be willing to do this to if they have this level of rage and you know i think that there we need to call for patience relative to the police as they investigate this on the part of the public they will find these individuals and they will arrest them and they will be prosecuted
0: an a vigil is planned. A candlelight vigil is planned for Chris Wright. One other thing that I find so disturbing about this, Joseph, is the fact that Tracy Kirchinsky told the Post as well that when the fight initially started at the school or you know, this dispute, her son was in the bathroom and there were kids there wanting to tape the fight. They were wanting to record this it, it, to, yeah. I'm assuming, put on social media. So that's another disturbing aspect of this too. If you have kids at a middle school wanting to do something like this it, this takes us to a whole nother level of of kind of evil and uh, depravity
2: it does and it's it's a it's we're very i think as a culture as a society rather we're, we're very desensitized at this point in time. there's such a level of violence that's on display day in and day out and the fact that someone would not in in just in the context of the school interdict the situation and say look we're, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. But yet you have people standing around with cameras in their hand to videotape it, to mark this moment. I guess it's a special occasion for them. But in the end, it could be the CCTV that actually winds up solving this case and holding those Mm -hmm. that did this responsible.
0: Well, I'll be interested to see how long it takes to piece this together. It's just been almost a week since this happened it's really horrible and inexcusable. It's just awful. It sounds like Chris Wright didn't fight back from what his fiance is saying. He didn't have bruises or anything like that on his hands. Um, So it's just a really awful thing. Joseph Scott Morgan, thank you so much for coming on to talk with us as always. We appreciate it.
2: You bet my friend. Have a good day.
0: And that's it for this edition of Law & Crimes Sidebar Podcast. You can listen to and download Sidebar on Apple, Spotify, Google, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And of course, you can always watch it on Law & Crimes YouTube channel. I'm Anjanette Levy, and we will see you next time.